Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Thank you for tapping into Untapped Keg. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online. Where the game starts. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. This podcast is part of the Believe Podcast Network. Look us up. Enjoy the show. What's up, sports fans? Thanks for tapping into some untapped keg sports. Part of the Believe Podcast Network. This is the podcast that we talk about all things Wisconsin sports and, you know, some stuff that makes the headlines. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with the man, the myth, the legend, Monte Ball. How you doing, big fella? Good, good, good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Again, this is a sports one, but we got, we got some important topics we're going to bring up Sunday regarding mental health, but today is sports, man, and I think there's some hot topics that we're about to jump right into real quick. RJ, how you doing, man? You know what? I'm I'm pretty good. I can't complain. It was, uh, you know, my mom's birthday this week and crushed it, so uh, things are good. Things are really good. I'm, uh, I'm excited for this weekend and see how things go. I'm The Packers, pretty much exactly what I said was going to happen, happened, and they still pulled it off, which was, it's nice they pulled it off, but right. I'm worried for the future. But let's get let's get right into it, right down to the nitty-gritty. We I'll got you. It, you know, last week we said we we're going to stop talking X's and O's with the Wisconsin Badger football team. We're going to do that. They, they had a nice win this weekend. It was good beating um, uh, Brett Bielema. It's good beating Illinois. But... Big storyline coming out of that big storyline all season. And we, we were talking last week about the mental health aspect of the team and it being just negatives around it. Jalen Berger, the running back that you and I both expected to kind of take the job and run with it, uh, dismissed from the team. Yeah. So last week we talked about trying to get back to fun, trying to get back to, you know, making sure that, you're taking care of each other, not just on the field, but off the field. Right. And then this news comes out after the game. What do you got on this? I mean, it's just a sad situation. It, it really is. And, and, and 
you know, Jalen Bergen being released from the team, we obviously knew something was going on first week. We're trying to question. We're wondering what the heck is going on. Why is Berger not playing? You know, guys, to, to the folks listening in who may not know we're talking about, Jalen Berger did uh, relatively well last year with the carries that he was given. Didn't have a significant amount of playing time, but with the carries he was given, did he did, did, did he did last year? Yeah, last year he led the team in rushing in yards. He didn't yes, have the he, most carries, he, but he had the most yards. Yes, he, 2020, that 2020 COVID year screws me all up. Right. But uh, so he played well last year and doesn't have the opportunity to play the first game of this season, barely plays the following week what, against Eastern Michigan. Or he does, but no, no, he got a good amount. Got a yeah. good amount that game. Got a good amount that game. But long story short, we're trying to figure out what's been going on. We're hearing through the grave line that he's not really – meeting with the running backs when they're meeting with the running backs coach during the game or on the sideline, all that jazz. His team morale's way down. Well, here's the news. Jalen Berger released from the team. And there's no explanation why Coach Christ was on on um, his interview, post-game interview or what have you, or post whatever, during the week interview leading up to the game. Obviously, the news came out asking – you know, the uh, reporters ask him, you know, what the heck's going on? Why is Berger gone? His response is that's between me and Berger, and uh, we're just going to leave it at that. That's essentially what he said. And so still, I'm questioning what the heck is going on. When I look at it, the big picture, you know, I hate placing blame on a kid, 18, 19 years old. But am I in the wrong to believe that's, I believe a lot of it had to do possibly with him, maybe with with him just not agreeing with the direction that they went with the running backs. Yep. that's So a little bit came out from anonymous sources yesterday, I believe it was, that oh, wow. when the um, Badgers pursued Ches Malusi in the transfer portal, that really rubbed Berger the wrong way. And since then, he's been skipping workouts, uh, skipping meetings, and just had a negative attitude. So, yeah, because you have to – I didn't know this. You have to put in a request to like go into the recruit players in the transfer portal. So when the Badgers did that, um, that did not sit well with him, and that's what, what has gone into why the Badgers released him. Even though Ches Malusi and Jalen Berger off the field are roommates – and sounds like they're really good friends. Um, that that's just kind of contributed yeah. to his attitude. So you do like it's adversity, right? When you hit adversity, how are you going to respond? But at the same time, like how the football team handled this, I don't know everything they did internally, but it feels like they could have done a whole lot more externally. Well. I mean, you don't want to just throw a kid under the bus, right? But you can say he you can say instead of saying there's no sideshow or circus going on, you can say, you know, we need to see just a little bit more. Right? You, you we need to there there's a little bit more professionalism that needs to be shown. Like that's not throwing a kid under a bus. No true. And Very then true. you're sending a message too because if you say there's no sideshow or anything going on, you're almost saying that what he's doing is okay. Right. Until, until obviously it's not, I mean, I think if you look at 
I'm not I'm not technically not disagreeing with you, but I kind of feel like we can't and even if even as much as you know, I again I don't want to place all the blame on a kid. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to place blame on the university because that being yeah. when we speak of university, the athletic program, that being Coach Chris and his staff, it's really difficult to place blame on them because a lot of them, I mean, they got a lot to worry about right now. Granted, that comes with that comes with your title, with the job, but they're not winning games. They're not performing well at all to to the level that they should be performing. And so, I mean, they're worried about probably their positions, worried about the trajectory of the program, um, worried about recruiting X, Y, and Z. Uh, and I think when it comes to that distraction, a snotty, this is what it sounds like. I'm not saying this, like this is what this Absolutely. sounds like. Absolutely. Snotty, brat, spoiled kid who, you know, got – eight presents on Christmas instead of 10, like you wanted. I mean, you, 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 you're given a full ride scholarship at a very, in my opinion, a prestigious college university, great football program. You're playing running back at this program as well. The tradition of running backs, you know, that torch is passed down from, from generation to generation when it comes to running backs at UW, you can't just throw in the towel. Do you think that I liked it? When my sophomore year, when I was third on the depth chart behind a freshman, no, didn't like it at all. I hated it. I or hated it. Melvin, I hated right? It. When Melvin comes in and he starts to get a little bit of run, like, well, yeah, you didn't, you didn't just give up. No, 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 no. So my sophomore year was, was, right. J- yeah, John, John, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you're obviously familiar. Yeah, John Clay, James White. And no, I didn't quit. I was pissed. I was upset. I'm like, why am I not getting more chances, more opportunities in practice? But I didn't quit. And I hate just obviously pointing it at myself here, this topic, but it's a great example of a running back who's highly recruited, who underperforms. But then we both at this moment, at this exact moment in this description that I'm giving you, we both we we made we made a decisions. We made decisions, but we our 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 decisions are different. You know, I chose to 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 do the work. I chose to stick. I chose to stay. I chose to work harder, to go harder in the film room, and that showed. Became the starter. So I, that's just disappointing to me. Obviously, you guys get the parallel I'm creating there. Don't want to get too long winded, but that's just what's disappointing to me, man. You have the opportunity to. And here's the thing, nothing, I'm, I'm not taking anything from Chaz, I'm not taking anything from Isaac. But it ain't like you got a, it ain't like you got a Melvin Gordon back there that you're competing with. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> you know you know, it's not Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, 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 or JT. You're not competing with a Heisman, a potential Heisman winner in the backfield. And I'm not, again, not taking nothing from Malusi and Isaac, but let's just be real. That competition back there could have been great. And it's just sad to see, man. It's just sad to see. It really is. I'm And I'm disappointed because it's another high-level recruit that the this Badger program kind of yeah. moved on from, right? A four-star defensive player that who transferred out earlier in, in the spring. Right. You know, uh, there's a couple of running backs that the team also dismissed, but there was also problem attitude problems with them as True. well. Like, yeah. to me, I'm not. I'm not blaming them that this happened, right? And I, I'm just saying that I feel like externally it could have been handled a little bit better, uh, rather than just saying I'm not going to comment on it. Like 
I that's a little bit that's a little bit of a cop out, and that just means that uh, you weren't willing to deal with the situation then, and you're not willing to deal with the situation now. So you just yeah. moved on. Like that's how I feel, and it just par for the course with uh, this coaching staff so far, especially when it comes to you know making your players develop. Um, yeah, I I don't want to move you know, get too negative, but like this goes with that mental health, like all the toxicity. And you heard one player say it too. Like at this point, you're either on the train with us or you're going to get off because we're leaving you behind. And that's a good thing to hear from a player. Like we're here for each other or we're just not going to deal with it. And that's good from the players to hear that for sure. And I I mean, I hope that mentally they're taking care of each other, these players. Right. I think, yeah, I think when when we, when we talk about Coach Chris's comments, yeah, that leaves the door open for speculation. That leaves the door open for, uh, just tell us, just tell us. And, and again, yeah, just like you said, you can tell us in a way to where you're not bashing a kid. But you got to call a spade a spade. This is a program. We're going to have a thousand kids after him. We're going to have a th- there's been a thousand to two thousand, three thousand kids before him. The Motion W is going to keep chugging along, period, with or without Jalen Berger. But I think you, I think the fans, the season ticket holders deserve the truth. Which, which, not saying that he's lying, but just, just give us the truth. I mean, I those speculations we have. Too. The players who weren't the in the running back room, like they probably know. I would the think that they sure. have an idea, right? But that doesn't mean that they do. So true. I, I can't say I'm hundred percent. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure most of them know by judging from the sounds of it. But you know, mental health of the team is extremely important, especially when it comes to comments off the field. And you know, the next topic that we want to get to because I think we talked about that. Enough for this episode. Uh, John Gruden and some emails that surfaced while he was at ESPN in 2011. I mean, listen. I laugh because to me, it's hilarious. I'm not saying racism is hilarious. I think it's just John Gruden saying that it doesn't surprise me. No. Um, at all, actually. Someone I think, in the NFL honestly, saying that doesn't that. surprise me. Huh? Someone in the NFL, period, doesn't surprise me. Like, pick anybody in the NFL. I am not surprised by the comments. For those who don't know, what what was in the emails? Uh, what wasn't in the emails? I mean, let's right. just, we don't have to, you, you just go to Google and check it out. But in a nutshell, he was just pretty much berating. Um, and, he, and at this time, he was not... He was not with the NFL. He was he was a staff member for ESPN. He was an analyst doing that jazz. So he did not have any association at the moment with the NFL. But long story short, he was berating a few staff members on the NFL uh, on the Raiders team, I think, or or what have it was you. The Washington um, football team. There it is, the Washington football team. Pretty much just calling a black man dumb. But the way that he was calling him dumb was by calling him dumb based upon his appearance, and that historically speaking is 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 a racist thing to do when it comes to obviously people of color, that being black people in particularly, because just historically, when you look at cartoons, that being with Disney, the big black lips, the being dumb and always 
doing some sly stuff. That's always how black folks were depicted back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and even 70s, and I'll even go as early as the 80s. Um, And so just going about that way of talking about folks is very, very inappropriate. And that's just one example. There were plenty of other examples regarding some racist, he was on the verge of racial slurs. But that's... Gruden it, it is getting them. what he, he used them, right? Like he used he racial slurs. He was homophobic and he was misogynistic. Sure. So like this, yeah. a lot of these oh, yeah. were uh, towards uh, DeMarie Smith, uh, who was yep. the NFLPA head at the time. And then, um, you know, what he said about Michael Sam too. Like Michael Sam, that was the homophobic comments that were just, there was really no need for that in the email. <laughs> and I mean, he never, by the sounds of it, he never addressed it with the team, right? He never apologized. Like, in his press conference, he didn't apologize. And when he did, he apologized for the homophobic, misogynistic stuff, but not the racist stuff. Like, he tried to talk his way around the racist stuff. Like, I mean, you know, Keyshawn Johnson, if you look up what he said about this, and for those who don't know, Keyshawn played for John Gruden and won a Super Bowl uh, with the Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Buccaneers. Keyshawn Johnson had a lot to say that I... Keyshawn Johnson and John Gruden had a very public falling out. Like, John Gruden basically ended Keyshawn Johnson's NFL career uh, with how that played out. Yeah. And, you know, it just... For somebody who you want to like with his energy, sometimes with the positivity he brings, but, like, the way he talks about football, like, this is kind of a a peek under the mask that he obviously puts on and what he, how he obviously feels about people, um, especially non-white people and people he maybe doesn't agree with. Sure. You can grow, you can get better, but if you're not going, when you apologize and you're not going to apologize and try to talk your way around it, that's not an apology and that's not a growth. No, that's the problem. The problem, obviously, is is blatant. We know what the the, the the first problem is. Let me say that there's multiples here. We know what the first problem is, all right? No human being should be speaking that way. Okay, got it. Good. Second problem is exactly what you just stated right there, RJ. Again, this cancel culture. I'm not for the cancel culture because you don't allow for somebody to make a mistake. You don't, you don't, let me rephrase this. You don't, you don't give somebody that space after their mistake to learn and grow you don't you you completely eliminate that you completely delete that part of their growth and immediately they are shunned for good i'm not a fan of cancel culture but gruden had his opportunity exactly which what you with what you said his press conference you feel so entitled to where you don't have to apologize you don't feel the need to apologize to the folks or to the to the folks and obviously the groups that these folks are associated with you, you feel entitled, so much entitlement to where you don't have to apologize. You feel as if you don't have to send an apology. That, in my opinion, is Gruden's biggest mistake. That's his biggest mistake. Absolutely. His and, biggest mistake. Yeah, racism, all that stuff is a very terrible thing, and that's a big mistake as well. But me being somebody who has made a mistake, I can't cancel him immediately. But I can now cancel you, Gruden, because you've had the opportunity to apologize or what have you, and you still held your nose in the air and feel as if you don't have to apologize to anyone. There's your biggest mistake, in my opinion. 
I mean, you know, I agree. Like the what we at Untapped Keg like to do is give people space to grow. We want to give you space. We understand mistakes are made, right? Yeah. Yeah. In a situation where it's racism like this, uh, homophobia like this, like, I mean, I was very homophobic back when I was 18, 19, 20, back when it was the cool thing to do, right? Oh, yeah. Same. I feel terrible about that. I don't (laughs) use those words anymore. And I say I was an a-hole. Like, I was an a-hole. Like, he comes out in his press conference and instead of saying... I'm sorry. I'm an a-hole. I can't believe that I said those things. I did it. Like, I need to do better. And it starts now. But instead, you're going to dance around it, not own it, and then basically you're mad because you got found out? Caught. Exactly. That's where you are not growing. You don't want anything to do with being a better person. You just want right. to sweep it under the rug and go back to how things were before this came out. Mm-hmm. And here's, a, here, here's the kicker about it. The funny part about it, I think everything you said right there is so true. And then it's like, but hold on a second. How many eyes did that, did that go through for the last 10 years? Well, How many people saw those emails for the last 10 years and, and, and suppressed them? How was ESPN talking trash, or at least tried to, I wouldn't even say trash, but confused as to why a head coach in the NFL is saying these things when he was employed by y'all when, when he was saying it. these things. Yeah. My, <laughs> I, I haven't seen it yet. And if, if they did it, like it was very yeah. small and under the rug, I have not seen a statement from ESPN condemning the remarks and saying that we do not condone this at ESPN. And that to me is, that's confounding. Like they need to take just as much heat for this as Gruden does, right? I agree. And the NFL does, to be honest. The NFL, period, because it is obvious that you didn't just this didn't just happen in NFL circles. Like it has been groomed, it has been, you know, elevated, and this is the culture that you have cultivated in the NFL. And obviously at ESPN, you didn't do anything about it either. So how are we making the world a better place when all these entities are condoning what's going on? I think, I think that's that's the greatest explanation to them. Is, is, again, that, that email has been circulating. Or, or, hey, Mons, I think you're coming through your boom mic on your headset. Uh-oh. So... We'll get those comments back from months in a second. Um, oh, now I can hear you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still here. My fault. Okay, no problem. Are you are you not hearing you're not hearing an echo right from me? Mm-mm. Good. Well, I think here's the deal, man. I think exactly what you said is my whole point. It's how many eyes did that go through? Yeah. Or here's even the thing. Here's even the biggest thing. Why? While, while let's just say it, it lied dormant, only a few people saw it. Still, still. You can't you can't allow for somebody to talk about talk in that manner, especially when they were once. And again, I'm just talking about him when he was at ESPN, when they when he was once employed by the NFL prior to that, obviously winning championships and, and, and what have you. You can't allow for somebody to speak that way if their primary role is to coach 
people of color. Let's just say it. Let's just call it what it is. People yeah. of color, majority of folks in the NFL of color. So you just can't allow that. You just can't exactly what you said. You're cultivating that environment. You're you're allowing for that to grow. And then we can go ahead and talk about the whole ownership. All white people. Talk about right. the coaches, the head coaches. Why is Eric Bienema, B, I, B, I can never say his last name, but I the think enemy. he's given his opportunity now. But long story short, he's been scratching and clawing to get a head coaching position, and he's deserved it way more than some of the coaches that got positions right now, head coach positions in the NFL. Long story short, yes, glad what's going on, what's happening with Gruden, that being them pretty much erasing him because you you had your chance. You had your moment. You had there was enough space and time between when that stuff came public in your first press conference or what have you, and and you chose you chose the wrong side. You chose the wrong side. So speaking of uh, of choosing the wrong side, uh, Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. So for those who don't know. The New York City has uh, put out an order that in order to go to crowded spaces, big indoor events, restaurants, you have to be vaccinated. It's a mandatory vaccination. And you have to show proof of it. Well, one of the spaces is where the Nets play home games. So in order for Kyrie Irving to play, he has to get, at least in home games, he has to get uh, the vaccine. Well, Kyrie Irving is a very outspoken um, person when it comes to being anti-vaccine and being part of the Flat Earth Society and things like that. Um, Oh, gosh. He seems like... I mean, Kyrie Irving donates a lot of money to food. He donates his time. He donates to the homeless. He does a lot of good for the communities. But there's these moments where he chooses a side and he digs his heels in and it just feels like, you know, get get out of your way, man. Just like, just yeah. calm down, take a breath, look at the actual evidence that you're, you know, saying that you found and like do what's good for everybody. Like... It's not just what's good for you. It's what's good for everybody. And uh, by so the Nets came out and they were going to let Kyrie travel and play with them on the road and practice. Uh, but they finally just put their foot down and said, that's it. Kyrie Irving is not playing with us until he gets vaccinated. And that's it. And he's not practicing. What's your take on this? Yeah, uh, my take is pretty straightforward. I think I agree. I agree. And here's the thing. I agree with Kyrie's statement. And we've shared that here on Untapped Cake where it's like, it's my body. You can't tell me what to do with my body. That's true. That's that's a fact. We're, we're all adults here. Sure. We're all human beings. We're all rational adults. That is a fact. That's true. We get that. But my question to you, Kyrie, is what other option do you got? <laughs> so what is what? Not play by not, Kyrie. Not not play in in New York anymore by Kyrie and there's other stadiums so like uh San Francisco Golden State he wouldn't be able to play there there's like three or four 
uh, yeah. arenas that he would not be able to play at. Um, there is so by him not playing this year and this being the reason, he forfeits his entire year salary, which is sixteen right. million dollars guaranteed. Well, the Nets were trying to negotiate a an extension with him, $186 million extension that they have backed away from because they're not going to do it because of his selfish decision that this is. $200 million he's leaving on the table, and he says he will never get, get the vaccine. I mean, yeah. that's... Yeah. You're leaving $200 million on the table for something that is safe and effective just because you are, want to, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's the same stuff. That's just what it is that, you know, we're tired of running into that, into that wall of explaining the same stuff as to why folks don't want to get vaccinated. At the end of the day, I get it. It is your body, your choice. I'm vaccinated. I'm proud vaccinator. If that made any sense, vaxxer. But uh, when it comes to Kyrie, here's the problem that he's going to run into is now he's just a he, he's it's a distraction, man. He's a distraction out. Even if he even if he chooses this option and if he sticks with this option in Brooklyn and gets rid of him. Other teams are going to be like, OK, what is our state going to be deciding here if they already haven't decided that? Do we sign Kyrie then three months down the road? You know, the 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 governor comes down with the hammer in, in, in the state or what have you and, and does the same stuff as those other states are doing when it comes to large gathering. If I'm another team, I'm like, I'm not taking that gamble. I'm not. First off, I'm not going to pay him one two. I'm not going to allow him to come all the way here, bond with my teammates, bond with the teammates, play games, what have you, maybe get 50 percent into the season. And then, boom, here comes the hammer from the governor. And then all of a sudden, up nope, there goes Kyrie again. It's just a distraction. Well, it's a distraction. Think about it this way, too. You go to another team where you're allowed to play at home. Now you're in the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference. And you have to play in the playoffs a series against exactly. one of these teams. Exactly. That's either three or four games that you cannot be out on the court to help your team out. I, again, I, I respect his decision. Because it is his body, it is his right. Maybe the man doesn't need money. Okay, I respect your decision. I'm just saying, if I was him, that would be a very easy decision for me. $200 million for the vaccine, I will choose that every single day. I'll get every it for, single day. for the peace of mind, right? The peace of mind that I no longer have to worry about going to the hospital. Come if on, man. <laughs> I Vaccine or basketball? <laughs> I mean, vaccine or life, that's what it's down to, right? Like, that's what a lot of people are going through, vaccine or life. And, he, you know, he's lucky enough that he probably won't have to, that decision won't have to happen because it's easier to isolate when you have money. True. I think that's what I'm saying. For him, it's it's going to come down to vaccine or basketball because I think the NBA, they said, right, 90% of the teams are vaccinated? Yeah. Yep. Every player. Yep. So it's going to come I mean, down to him, vaccine you know, or basketball. Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns. That's his name, right? Yeah. Yes. For K- yep, K- 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 yep. yep. The hyphen. And, he lost yep. eight family members to this. Jesus. 
eight. His mom, his uncle, his grandma. Like, how do you think that he feels that somebody in the league is pushing this and people are pointing to it and saying, this is why you shouldn't, right? Like, listen, I'm sick and tired of COVID, right? I'm sick and tired of having to push this. I'm sick and tired of not being able to go to a crowded uh, game, right? I could not enjoy the Brewer game I went to because I was worried about how close all these people were to me. Like, this stress, I am I'm ready to be done with it. And I am vaccinated, but my kids are not because they're too young. It's not, it hasn't been, it's not available to them yet. And it's one of those things that I just, I want to be able to go back to normal life. I think everybody does. But with this being just for some reason, the, the heels being dug into the ground for no other reason than, to prove that maybe you're right when people are dying left and right. Like it's still, people are passing away from this. Right. It's, it's sad. It's really sad. And now they have something that they can point to, to, you know, amplify their point. Yeah. Like I said, I'm at that point or I don't care anymore to when when it comes to if you're vaccinated. If you're vaccinated or not, because I, I would rather you be vaccinated, but who am I to tell you? You know what I mean? So if and when I say this, I want for people to be be, you know, don't misinterpret what I'm gonna say here. I'm not saying I don't care if you die from COVID. What I'm saying is the example that I always give, I'm going to bet on the doctors and the scientists every single day. And if they screw me in the afterlife, I'm gonna be like this, all right, so be it. I will choose that route every single time, that outcome of going with the doctors and the scientists. And if they screw me, I can live with myself in the afterlife, if that is even a thing or an option. But I cannot experience a great afterlife if I listen to our Facebook doctors and I end up dying and I'm not vaccinated. I die from COVID. Then it's like, you know. Lord, I'm praying for you to give me something. I'm, I'm stranded in the ocean. And I don't have anything. Oh, there goes another boat. No, I'm I'm fine. It's the old, it's the old joke. No, I'm fine. God's gonna save me. Here goes another boat. No, no, I'm good. God's gonna save me. Die. God's like, I sent you two boats. <laughs> Here's the vaccine. Not saying God made the vaccine, but you know what I'm getting at here. So, I just, I just don't care anymore. You know, because I think th- this country, folks are. I think the folks who are not vaccinated at this point are not going to get vaccinated, and I'm just tired of wasting brain power over it. So and we won't be going back to Kyrie, is what it is. <laughs> right. And then they're going to exactly. complain more. Like, it's like, thank you. So with Kyrie, man, it's going to come down to, it's going to come down to basketball or vaccine because 90% of the players are vaccinated. So a hundred percent is going to, 97% is going to be vaccinated. If I'm those other players, I'm going to be a little weary about playing against you, Kyrie, or playing with you, Kyrie. That's just that's just that's just the direction that this is going to go. So with that being said, let's end this on a lighter note. It's rivalry week for both our teams in the NFL. Rivalry rivalry week. Yes. Packers Bears. Nah. You guys will be all right. Maybe. Maybe the way they haven't finished, they cannot finish, and they're special teams. We'll see. We'll see if they bounce right. back. But 
they need to score touchdowns more than they are. They, they're settling for field goals way too often. Um, uh, that defense played decent, but it's still not something that I'm confident in, right? Like last year, I was confident in that defense. Um, Justin Fields could be the truth, man. He could be. We'll see. But that Bears offensive line is not good right now. So we'll see. Right. I still I think say, the I Packers think are going to win. Yeah. You guys' defense is going to be fine. Well, against that offense, but I'm worried, I am worried about y'all's offense though. Against that, that defense is nice. Well, I don't. I'm not too I mean, worried about it are, because their weakness is the secondary. Like that, their weakness is the secondary. So, um, we'll see how that goes. AJ Dillon looks like a three down back. Like the way he's catching the ball of the backfield, like dude, nice. But this is the first week the Packers are going to be without Jair Alexander. It could be the whole season. We'll see how they look. See how they look, man. Or no, they were without him last week, weren't they? They were without him they last were. week. Yep. I mean, you could see it on some plays that they were really missing him. Um, Broncos have Raiders. So, long story short, I think the Packers are going to win. Game. I think the Packers are going to cover. Division game for you, too. Yep. Broncos, Raiders. First game without John Gruden. Do you think they're going to come out right. screaming? Or do you think they're going to be a little flat? Flat. They got to play at mile high, which is a big difference. Big, big difference. Um, but I think the, this this Broncos team is making me a little nervous. So three and two. Yeah, first three wins, Jets, Jags. Well, not in this order, but Jets, Jags, and uh, um, the other worst team in the league. Jets, uh, Jags, and Giants. Giants, yep. And then came back and laid an egg against the Ravens and then the Steelers. Um which, of course, yeah, you go from three very easy games to playing two teams that, historically speaking, franchise-wise, are, are are great. So, obviously, yeah, that's a challenge. And, obviously, Lamar Jackson is a problem, too. I'm worried about this Broncos team, though, because mainly because that run game is getting a little, getting a little uh, stagnant, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's getting a little flat. It is. It really is, and 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 we're going against teams that, you know, yeah, the Ravens got a good defense, the Steelers got a good got a got a good defense too, but we're not we're not really producing, we're not really producing as well in that backfield as 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 we were in the beginning of the season. But again, different teams. It's still early. This could just be my nerves. I get it. I hear you, Broncos fans. If you're listening, I'll stop panicking. But I just need to see this team. I need to, I need to see this run game get after it. That's really what I need to see. Um, obviously this offense worries me just because of the injuries with Hamler and, uh, Jerry Judy. That's, that's crucial. That's crucial to, to how good this team could have been. And I'm not saying could have, I mean, yeah, I'm getting too long winded here. I'm just nervous. I'm nervous. And I'm really need that run game to get going against these Raiders. And I, and I believe, I hear you. I hear you. I believe. I'm hoping I'm, uh, you know, Melvin sounds like his hip is bugging him. So we'll see if Williams yeah. takes over a little bit more, but I think the passing game is going to be, is fine. So if they get that run game going, I think that they're, I still think the Broncos are a decent team. I think they could be a playoff uh, team. So not with still Hamler, the Chiefs. Hamler and Jerry Judy are both out. Jerry Judy out rest of the season. Hamler. No, Hamler's out the rest of the season. Judy will be yeah. coming back. There it is. So there you know that, yeah, well, that you got that coming too. 
what Jerry does. He broke was that what they gave him a broken ankle. That's Ham that was Hamler, I thought. No, Jerry Judy. Hmm. I thought Judy was cut was uh like couple months. You might be right. Let me see. So you know, this has been a short and kind of a condensed show this week. Uh we both got stuff going on. Check us out on Sundays at 9 a.m. Central Time. This week we're going to have Waba Streams on. Um, for those who don't know, this is Untapped Keg Sports. Yes. We have a sobriety and mental health podcast on Sundays. And then on Fridays we talk sports and all things Wisconsin sports. The Brewers are out. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. But, um, you know, you can find us at Untapped Keg everywhere. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Use the code believe B L E A V. Uh, please gamble responsibly. And you know we're part of the Believe Podcast Network. Mons, where can people find you? Yes, you guys can find me on Instagram Monte Ball, Twitter Monte Ball twenty eight, Untapped Cake pages as well on social media. Reach out to us. Let us know who you guys want to see. Let us know what you, what you guys want us to talk about. All of the above, and we'll get back to you. Uh, RJ, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at it's trickster itz the i is one and trickster uh untap keg everywhere hit us up let us know what you think about sports let us know what you think about the packers the broncos john gruden uh you know let's let's talk let's have a discussion and let's have a fun weekend because that's what sports are supposed to be our fun so have a good one peace out Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.